This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 138 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Helmet Cam Driving. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's. And you can find them at uncle-jimmy's.com. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. I'll tell you what, Helena, I want to talk about two things this week. Oh, boy. I want to talk about jumping cows, and I want to talk about helmet cams on drivers doing wild and crazy marathon courses. I am in love with this video. I wait, I can't wait to share it with all our listeners. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I have never seen I have seen helmet cams on cross country riders before doing Rolex and things like that, but I have never seen a helmet cam on a a top level competitive driver as they're doing the marathon course through the, all the obstacles and uh, a girl by the name of Jan Jan Hamilton did just that, and her dad is the navigator. He's the guy, if you've never seen driving before, there's a guy that stands at the back of the carriage when they do their marathon course that uh, actually shifts his weight and gets him through the obstacles, and also he's the navigator. He says, turn left, turn right. You know, He makes sure that the driver doesn't get lost. Well, the, in this case, Jan Jan's dad is the navigator, and her mom apparently drives too, but uh, her name is actually Janet, but everybody calls her Jan Jan. Okay. Uh, and she's from Florida. She's one of the uh, real up-and-coming drivers in the driving world. And, you know, I don't know that we've talked about driving too much on Stable Scoop here. But, you know, I love driving. I'm, I'm a driver at heart. That's what I love to do. When I watched this video of her helmet cam, which just came out last week, I had goosebumps. I mean, <laughs> I just, oh, I just, it was so exciting. And so we got Jan Jan and her dad to come on the show with us today. And I have so many questions for her, and we'll explain a little bit more about that later. But first, I have to talk to you about jumping cows. Did you see the video that's hitting Facebook and everywhere? I've gotten it about 15 times now uh, about the German girl who jumps her cow. No, I have not. I must, again, it's the rock I'm living under. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this video, and we'll post it on our show notes too. Of this German girl put out by the AP did this video. Uh, the Associated Press did it. And apparently this girl, she looks like a, you know, 15, 16-year-old. She was told by her parents, who were cow, who had cows, that she, she wanted a horse, and they told her no. And she said, well, if I can't have a horse, I'm going to teach a cow to jump. So she actually taught the cow first to ride. Saddle, she rides it in the halter, steers with reins attached to the halter. Sort of like a hackamore. Yeah. And then she actually taught this cow to jump jumps. Oh, my so god! the video is her jumping jumps with this cow. Now, I can't say that they would win any equitation awards, um, but the cow gets over about two-foot fences. Oh, my gosh. I'm in love. I, I just found a, po- a photo of her jumping a fence. Yep. A yep. little vertical. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you know, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart is just swelling right out of my chest. She said it took oh. her two years to get to the point where the cow just wouldn't quit after riding for two minutes and say, the heck with this, I'm going home. Um, and, and now the cow just seems to hang out and ride, and she can ride it. She said she rides it on trails and takes it everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a girl with determination. Damn it, if I can't have a horse. <laughs> Especially at 15 years old. You know, God bless her, really, because I... I don't know many 15-year-olds. I don't know many adults with the kind of patient with the kind of patience it would take to train a cow, let alone a teenager. And you know, see anybody who ever tucks at tusk tusk what? Anyone? All right. Back up. Rewind. Anyone that what? Anybody that tisk tisks at teenagers, say that five times fast can just choke on their tisks like I did. <laughs> well, and you know, the other impressive thing about this video, she was wearing a helmet. Yes. Yeah, Aww. I give, give her credit. So we'll post that. If you haven't seen that video before, take a look at that. Uh, it's a fun little video. And uh, go go 
go uh, Holstein. I'm not even sure what kind it is. No, <laughs> me either. That was one. my next question. A brown horse. <laughs> it's a brown white cow. <laughs> oh, Let me see if it cow. says here what kind it is. Um, doesn't say. It's um, a cow. Her name is Luna. I love the name. Yeah. I love the name. Luna the show jumping cow. And then the other thing is, uh, are you on? are you on Facebook at all? Right yes, now. now that I am, yes. Okay, go to the Horses in the Morning page. And if okay. you know how my co-host and our friend, Jamie, who uh, does the morning show with us, her husband has a very cool job. And if you scroll down the page, you're going to see uh, a picture of him at work. Uh, there are actually two pictures of him at work. Um, and you're going to see it'll say, here's a picture of Jamie's husband at work. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's Chad. And if you click on the picture, you're going to see him in his office. Hmm. Um, did you get a scroll? I'm looking at it. Okay. You're looking at it. Yep. That's him in his office. They took the, they did some promotional shots. He is a F-16 fighter pilot and there is a picture of him in, in his flying his F-16, uh, dropping a missile. It looks like, um, and they also were flying in formation. So there's a couple pictures. If, ever, if you want to go over to horses in the morning on Facebook and take a look, uh, that's just for all the horse husbands out there. It's really cool. Yes, it's very cool. I mean, Way how many cooler people than you, have that kind of job? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sit on a ball and talk in a mic. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, no promotional pictures for you. No, I mean, they're not very exciting. I, I don't have any missiles coming out of any place, so. <laughs> At least not on purpose. <laughs> So uh, I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, Very that's a guy thing. I had to treat our horse husbands who listen. They can go over and take a look at that. <sighs> what else, Steve? What else is going on? Pie's still uh, out in the barn, or have you sold him? No, nope, he's still out in the barn. We are, You've been um, trying saddles? Yes. Uh, the uh, wonderful folks at World Equestrian Brands shipped me a saddle to try, um, a Vega, an Amerigo Vega. Um, but unfortunately, they sent me a dressage saddle. Now, I got the saddle. I got the box yesterday. I opened it up, and I was just so excited to, you know, try this, my test saddle, try it out. And, of course, I, I pull it out of the box, and there are these huge, huge knee rolls. You wouldn't even call them knee rolls. They're blocks. So I thought, well, gee, they must really think I'm a bad rider. They should be a saddle with the biggest they want blocks you to they stick. can find. And so, of course, I pull the rest of the saddle out. I totally uncover it, and I realize it's a dressage saddle. You realize the flaps were a little long, too? And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I looked at this saddle. I held it in my hands, and I seriously thought about giving up jumping for dressage for, like, two seconds. I said, I can ride dressage. If it, if it means I get to sit in this saddle, I, could, I can ride dressage. It's, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. Really? I, oh, Did you just want to pet it? Did you pet it? I wanted, to, I wanted to lick it. <laughs> I did. It was just so gorgeous. I really, really well made. Did you Absolutely. try it? I didn't because I didn't want to risk getting it dirty and Mr. Crazy Pants. And Wasn't no. it a trial saddle? It is, but it's, you know, their trial saddles are wrapped in bubble wrap and, you know, oh, okay. layers of cotton and blankets and stuff i just know i was too afraid it's too afraid. i mean i feel bad going to my local tax shop and getting their demo saddles but you're all beaten and scratched and so uh, no i just put it in the box and it's going back and they're going to ship me the my jump is my jumping saddle okay cool you can, uh, so you can pet that one too i can pet that oh my god i'm gonna lick that one did you tell her to not put quite as big a roll so that you actually do know how to ride a little bit i i do know how to ride just a little bit um <laughs> The and then I have the Steuben lady who's coming on Wednesday. Oh, so, you got a wide variety of European. Uh, well, you know, I figured here. this. I figured this. If I'm going to go for my lungs, if I'm going to take out a home equity loan to buy a new saddle, I might as well look at some of those other brands that I discounted earlier because, you know, they were too pricey. So um, I went back to the Steuben, whose Biomex seat I love. And um, they're going to bring me two models, the Roxanne and the Genesis. Look at you go. Yeah, I know. You know, I, it's, I am no professional rider, but I think at this point I consider myself a professional saddle shopper. <laughs> yeah, you've done it for a long time. Oh. <laughs> Does this, is this new purchase uh, horse husband approved, by the way? I have to, I have to uh, man up for, for my fellow horse husband. My husband... 
is like pushing me into the saddle shop because if I don't get a saddle that fits this horse, I'm not going to stop complaining about having to sell him or him being ornery or crazy or the saddle doesn't fit because it'll shut me up. He'll do anything to shut me up. Does this, this mean point. the family doesn't eat for a couple months or pretty much? Yeah. 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 It'll be beans. and So rice. what's Peter have to give up so you can get a saddle? An oven. He wanted a new oven. We still have no oven. You have no oven? We have no oven. The guy cooks for a living. <laughs> I know. We have no oven, but I have a barn, and I'm going to my he doesn't long- bake much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a horse addicted people? We have no oven, but I got a barn, and I'm getting a new Jeez, woman. Give the guy a break. Hey, you have a have- toaster oven? No, we have a microwave. We have a microwave and a toaster. I know. And a grill. <laughs> he doesn't make many cakes or breads, does he? No, and it's killing him. But you know what? We we could go out and get an oven tomorrow. But he doesn't want to get an oven because we have to knock out a wall in our kitchen so that we could put in an island and get the See, kind of the oven thing. That we want. It's like any other home project. You just could get an oven and put it someplace. But but that's not. But the, you got to put it in the right spot, and the right spot exactly. requires this, which requires that. And then when you tear it out, you're going to discover the wiring shot. And, oh, and, especially in a 250 year old house. Yeah, nothing's going to be right. Right. So we took out we we did take out a home equity loan last fall to pay for the barn. But unfortunately, the banks everywhere have decided to just drag their feet. So we actually didn't get our loan, the home equity loan until the end of the year. So I had already paid for the barn, <laughs> turned a couple of tricks for that. Um, so we already paid for the barn. So now we have this home equity loan just sitting there waiting to be used. So we're like, well, we'll use it for the kitchen. <laughs> But that's taking its sweet time, so I figured I might as well use it for myself. <laughs> they didn't give us very much money, but <laughs> whatever. We didn't ask for that much. We just figured, well, you know, we'll use it to pay off a couple of you're going to need a new kitchen and a saddle. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's our story. Well, let's take a break for our, our title sponsor here today. We actually... Uh, had her on, uh, Patty, who is uh, from Omega Alpha, our friends up there. And we had her on the Horses in the Morning show for a couple of minutes. She called in to tell uh, everybody, the listeners, about what Omega Alpha is up to this month. They're going to be in a whole bunch of different places, and they want you to stop by and see them. So let's take a listen to that from the morning show. And we'll be back with Jan Jan Hamilton, driver extraordinaire. We have on the line with us from our title sponsor today, Omega Alpha, we have Patty on the phone. Hi, Patty. How you doing? All right. How are you? Pretty good. I was uh, catching the end part of uh, Jamie stalking uh, Matthew McConaughey. That, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that now. <laughs> Patty, please don't pull your sponsorship. Dear God, we need the money. <laughs> no, I was going to give you a list of who I'd like you to stalk. <laughs> oh, who would you, who would you, you like go. me to find, Patty? Because by God, I'll find them. I'll canoe, Pat. I don't. I don't even like water. Okay, and I canoed down a freaking lake to find this guy. Okay, so <laughs> it can be done. I will find him, whoever he is. I'll make a list. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Speaking of stalking, Patty, we're going to be stalking you at Equine Affair in Ohio this week. You guys are heading out there with Omega Alpha, right? Well, um, Sue Schroeder from our U.S. division is going to be down handling that show. Um, April is uh, turning into the insane month. So, um, yeah, it's it's getting a little crazy. But uh, Sue will be at, um, apparently it's the Bricker Building, and we have booth 905, so we would love to have people come out and visit and get some product knowledge and, um, you know, product info. And we've even got some coupons, which is really nice that uh, they can probably redeem right there at some of our retailers. Um, Glenn, yeah. give me some coupons, Glenn. I need yeah. coupons. Okay. All right, I'll get you some coupons. <laughs> so that's the Bricker Building uh, 905. Jennifer and I are actually going out Friday and Saturday. We're going to spend the day out there. So we're gonna, we'll be sure to stop by and say hello to them. That would be great because, uh, you know, they'd love to see you. And this is the first time we've had a chance to do that show. So um, so come one, come all, and come and visit and come see what we can do. Um, some of the other things that we're doing uh, for the rest of this, this month is uh, we're also working with, uh, this is up here in, in um, Campbellville area, is a John Lyons Clinic. So that's going to be kind of fun because that puts a different hat on because we're so used to dealing a lot with the, the English discipline, so this guy is uh, 
America's Horseman, and he does a lot in the Western disciplines. So I'm very looking forward to that one. And then right after that, I think we have, or at the same time, the Midwest Horse Fair. And then there's Rolex. So it's it's just oh one gosh. thing. It just yeah, it just rolls one into the other. So so uh, it's going to be busy, but it's going to be fun. So you guys are going to be down at Rolex? Yes, I have two full booths because one of them is at the the main pavilion there for for where the eventing is, um, and then there's another event going on. It's raining. And it's right at the same time, and it's up in the new uh, pavilion where they they put in just for all the the reigning disciplines. Remember when Weg was on? Yep, yep. So, so uh, we've got a booth up in there too, and then I believe that we're doing a satellite booth in with a uh, bit of Britain. So, so it's going to be crazy, and I'm looking for anybody who wants to come and work the booth too. I'm out trying to find some local people from maybe Kentucky that will come and help us out and work there, and I'll make sure that I give them cross country day off. Okay. Yeah. That's, what yeah. That's how you get people to work in your booth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, come help us. You'll learn a lot, I guarantee it. Well, we'll be there, of course, doing our we're gonna be doing the morning show live all uh Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll be we'll be live there and Chris will be doing the eventing radio show in the evening every night. So we'll be sure to stop by and say hi to you there uh at Rolex as well. Yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Chang will be there, so that's good. So he's he's one person I can uh, still coerce into working there. <laughs> <laughs> he has to well, do what you say. Pretty much. He's good at that. Yeah, his wife has him trained very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, we're talking to Patty from Omega Alpha, and, of course, you can find all of their products at omegaalpha.ca. Well, we're back, and we have our our guests on with us today, and we're so oh, I'm very excited. I don't know, I don't know how excited Helena gets about driving, but Helena knows how excited I get about driving. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't know enough about driving. I'm hoping to learn a little bit today. It scares me, quite honestly. <laughs> you but, know, my you wife know, won't after... ride with me in the cart because she's scared to death. She'll jump over <laughs> huge jumps, but she will not ride in the cart with me. I don't blame her. I wouldn't get in a car with you. I hate. I wouldn't walk down the street with you. <laughs> Well, the um, and of course we talked about earlier in the show, and you watched it, it, it the the amazing helmet cam video that was done uh, down at the Live Oak event a couple of weeks ago down at Chester Weber's place in Ocala, Florida, and we have the driver of that uh, rig on with us today. She's one of the youngest upcoming stars in the driving world, and that is Jan Jan Hamilton. Hi, Jan Jan, how are you doing? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting to talk to you. And, you know, I, I just have I have a thousand questions for you. So you're going to have too, to me forgive too. me because we both have ADD very bad. And we're going to be going all over the place here. And you're just going to have to try and keep up. Okay, Jan Jan? Yeah, sounds good. All right. But you had the fastest score. This is a major league FEI event. You're driving a, a single horse. And you had the fastest score in the marathon the other day. Of all the rigs there, that's that's pretty good there, girl. Thanks. It was um I was actually kinda of surprised when I finished. I'm I'm pretty critical of myself. So when I um you saw only parts of the helmet cam video, but at the end of the real version that they didn't edit, uh I'm kinda of talking to my navigator, I'm like, Ah, I don't know. What happened there? It kind of didn't go that well. I don't know why we hit so many things, but and then I checked the scores and we apparently did pretty well. So yeah, pretty well. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> let's start. You know, let's let's back up a little bit. Um, yeah. Hold that thought, Helena. Let's back up a little bit, and just you come from a driving family, right? Um. Well, we got into driving when my mom wanted to drive a pair of horses down the road. And I, and then we went to a show and um, started learning about it, and then we just decided to get into it. And we've been driving for about five years now. So you started when you were when you were uh, like eleven years old. About. Yeah. Well, and you—it's kind of neat that you guys were pleasure drivers first, and then and then got into the competition thing. Oh, we weren't pleasure drivers. I mean, well, we were pleasure drivers, but we weren't showing as pleasure right. drivers. We were just. Right, yeah. No, you were just pleasure driving. <laughs> so Pleasure driving, yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And we also, you were just driving for fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
That's okay. Don't worry, Jan Jan. I, I have to ke- have him clarify everything too. <laughs> now, so tell us a little bit about the uh, the horse who was your your partner here in crime. It's is it a Morgan? He's a Morgan horse, and we bought him when he was two from the Amish, and he's nine. So we've had him for seven years now, and. We basically, I mean, he was, they say when you buy a horse from the Amish, they're green broke, which means nothing. They have had nothing, nothing done to them. Exactly. And he, um, he's just come such a long way. And we've worked with, we've worked with a couple different trainers and, um, but it's difficult to, to just pick and choose the information that you actually apply to what you're training. So we've he's come a long way, especially because it was a green horse and green driver. Now, how do you how how do you train him? I mean, do you have enough um, land where you are that you uh, like? How do you practice? How do you train for an event like the one we saw through your helmet cam? Um. Well, the horse it's they're at that level. They're more athletes than they are pets. So they have to be very fit. And um, we have, I live, my parents run a marina, and we have the boats in the front and the horses in the back. And um, I drive around our 13 acres, and we have a dressage ring, an FEI um, width dressage ring, and a cones core set up, and one hazard, actually two hazards now that we can drive around. And I do probably... One day a week of just cardio, just trotting, and get a, get a really good trot going. And then the rest I do 30-meter circles of collection to lengthen to canter to halt. And we just, that's what we do. Okay, hold on a second. Helena, she's uh-huh. 16 years old. She's talking about training for collection and cantering and... It's just yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that's a really nice program. I, I mean, it's it sounds it doesn't sound much different than a riding training program. I you know it's which is really kind of cool because it's the same kind of physical fitness you're talking about, right, Jan Jan? The horse needs to be yeah, physically actually, fit to do these things. We had um, we had a dressage trainer here this morning who lives down the road and Desi got a lesson. Wow. Now, let's bring your dad into this. We have Bus on the, on the line here, too. Hi, Dad. Hi there. Good morning. You know, did you ever think five years ago that you guys would become this horse fanatic, crazy uh, competition family? No, I didn't. It, it, really, it really has evolved into um, this uh, competitive team. That we really have a family team, and that's, this is the, really the fun part of it. My wife drives... Uh, of course, Jan Jan's driving. I'm navigating for my wife. Jan Jan has a very good navigator. His name is Ron Barnett. He's also a farrier, which is a handy guy to have Helpful. on our team. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, as far as I know, we're the, we're the only ones I've ever met that sort of uh, attack these competitions like we do. We, we all strategize about how we're going to drive the hazards, think of every possible option, and... Um, look at the course, and and then we put our heads together, even though the two girls, my, my uh, daughter and my wife, are competing against each other. Uh, so we've always said, you know, we don't care who wins. If we're just hoping that they're both going to do well, and we do the best we can. And that's a dynamic that, that is amazing. You guys actually competed against each other at, at, uh, at the, the Live Oak event, didn't you? Yes, we, we've competed on, at the same level all the way through. We were at training level one year, prelim one year, intermediate two years, and now we've just moved to this FEI level, which is a big challenge. But um, the reason we wanted to stay together, Jan Jan was probably uh, uh, more qualified to move up quicker than um, Nifty was, but we, we stayed together so that we could uh, strategize together because if you're driving two different uh, one's driving intermediate, one's driving advanced is a different um, strategy to how you're going to drive uh, things. So uh, that makes sense. Uh, we, and we like to uh, we spend a lot of time trying to figure it out the best we can. And well, that's half the fun. Trying, 
It is. It is. It's great. That's, fun. that's like it's like solving a puzzle. It's like doing a puzzle together. Some people sit around the fire and do a puzzle, and you guys sit around together and strategize on your courses. Yeah, yeah, and it and it really is fun. And uh, and the one thing about driving that uh, we we were my I was into saddle horses when I was a child with my with my family, and uh, everybody helps each each other in this driving sport, which is. Uh, so refreshing. Everybody who's competing against everybody shows each other their routes, and they're they're very open about helping each other. Even though you're competing against this person, uh, that's a really wonderful aspect of the sport. Well, and and yeah, and you probably and you see that whether it's driving uh, events like you guys do, or the eventers, you know, the riding eventers, it, it seems to be that way. And I think partly it's because you kind of tough. You got to do. You got to know dressage. You got to be able to do the fast and crazy marathon course, and then be able to do the precision of cones. It's you know you got to know how to do everything. You're not just focusing on one thing. You guys have to know how to do everything. And I gotta say, uh, Bus, you know it, there aren't too many dads who want to drive in a car with their 16 year old, <laughs> let alone going 150 miles an hour with a horse through an obstacle course. Yeah, well, I'm, I'd be a little scared to be on the back of her carriage. I'm more comfortable <laughs> in my wife's carriage. <laughs> but, now, but when we, uh, when you know, Jan- we go in the I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Keep keep going. Well, we we go up in the summer typically. For uh, last summer, we did six thousand miles, and we go and compete in Canada. And it's a it's just a wonderful fun by uh, traveling and training together and uh, trying to find uh, good hay and you know all the things that go with it. And um, so it, that's really the wonderful part about what we're doing. Well, now, when when Jan Jan was little, did you know that, or did you have any idea that she would be such a serious competitor? I mean, were there things in her personality and the activities that she was doing that that made you think, "Hmm, wonder what this kid's going to turn out to be"? I think she's really got something here. Well, she's always been good at whatever she does. She she works hard at it, and uh, she likes to be good, like everybody does, and and she seems to have. The talent to move forward. She wanted to uh, be an eventer originally, and we we were uh, more interested in the driving. And eventually, she came around to see that you know we, we can't do everything. So uh, she got interested in driving, and she's really done well. So we're lucky. How did you guys do last uh, weekend? Uh, Nifty, uh, my wife was third, and Jan Jan ended up in fifth. She had some problems in the dressage and. Uh, but uh, we're working on fixing those things. Well, that's great. It, you know, your dad talks about how, how there's the camaraderie and everything, Jan Jan, but I bet you you love to beat your mom at times, don't you? Oh, we do. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. And she loves to beat me. And the funny thing is that my dad is more competitive than the both of us put together. <laughs> um, he, he's, we're just, like, totally okay with going along, going with the flow and just, like, doing the best and doing the best we can do and making sure our horses are feeling good and doing great. And dad's like, yeah, we have to beat them. And he's so competitive. Really that sounds funny. like a good team. He's the coach. He sounds like a real, yeah. the driving force behind the competitive part of this he's family. That's that pretty car. cool. You thought the horse was pulling that carriage. He's pushing it from back there. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, I have a question for you, Jan Jan in watching the helmet cam video. Obviously we can hear a lot of the, um, the cues, the voice cues that you're giving your horse. What was there? I, it sounded like you're saying hep, hep, hep. What are those cues that you give them when you're on course? Um, I had to, I, for some reason, I had to talk a lot in that. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but um, I say hop, and that's just, it's kind of like a reassuring forward motion. Um, okay. And sometimes, sometimes they say easy and um, steady and that like lets him know that we need to slow down or something's coming up that he needs to get ready for like a quick turn or a downward transition. But um, that hop, there was a lot, there was on that course, there were a lot of open spots where um, he could just freely gallop. And so I was just reassuring him and telling him he could go fast. 
Well, I you, loved it. Yeah, it I was loved great. that. And his little and his ears were were like you know tuned back, listening to what you were saying. It was really. I've never seen that kind of communication between uh, horse and driver, or even horse and rider, so clear. You know, it was like yeah. you were telling him, and it was you were reinforcing it. You it was definitely a supportive, positive voice communication, and and it looked to me. I mean, from my uneducated eye, it looked to me like he was receiving it exactly the way you intended it. Definitely. Do you Every feel time like I he was something? I can see his little ear come back and listen, and he he definitely responds to my voice. Um, you tell him, I tell him good boy a lot, and he absolutely loves it. And the the really important thing about the sport, and I think the main reason why he's good at it, is because he likes it. And it's so important to have a horse that likes what he's doing. He's very happy, and he just lives for a marathon day. He, um, he at the start gate, which isn't even, it's not like a racehorse start gate, it's just a a red marker on the right and a white marker on the left and a, a timer there counting you down five, four, three, two, one. And he just cannot wait to go. He's just like rearing and which is, is a very bad thing. Yeah. That's not too good in the cart. <laughs> but you're taking it in the context. You're taking it in that good context. Right. Right. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a thing that we need to fix. But <laughs> he, um, he really does love it. Which is exactly why my wife won't drive with me. Um, so, so, Jan Jan, I, you know, I have so many questions here. And you, uh, one of the questions that came up when, when we were watching this video, and I, you know, I got the pleasure because we did the World of Question Games radio show. We were at the World of Question Games every day. We got to watch all the driving competition. And I've seen, you know, many times before, Fair Hill and different places. When you get to the FEI level like you guys are at and you come into these gate areas, you come into the obstacle, which has, which will have so many different gates, and you're going in and around. People who haven't seen it have to watch the video, and we're going to put it in our show notes. After we get back from this break here, this commercial, I really want you to tell me how the heck you remember all of that for the marathon course and how you get, remember which gates mm-hmm. to go through and you don't get lost. I would be a wreck. So we're going to get to that right after this. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop Show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. And we're back, you know, and, and we're here with Jan Jan and her dad, Bus, and they're the the driving family. Mom, Nifty drives also, and at the end of this conversation, I'm going to find out how you all got your nicknames and totally embarrass you. But first, th- it is very complicated. How many obstacles will there be in an FEI marathon course? Uh, normally eight, and there's, um, you have three sections. You have the A section, where it's just a, a trot, normally like a five- or six-kilometer trot out. And then you have section B, which is a, a one-kilometer um, walk that you have to walk very quickly in to make your time. And then you have section E, which is, is the obstacle section. And the obstacle section, there's probably eight kilometers and eight or nine kilometers and a... Um, an obstacle every kilometer. Okay, so you have um, you have eight different obstacles, and in those obstacles, you have to turn and twist and and go through a number of different gates, so to speak, right? Right. Okay. You have at the FBI level, you have gates A through E that you have to go through in the right order, and you can't go through them backwards before you go through them forward and. You have to you have to pick out the correct route for you for your horse, a route that you're comfortable with, a route that your horse will be able to do easily and quickly and smoothly. 
And that all sounds easy the way you say it, but when you watch this helmet cam video, you go, my God, how do these people not get lost? And that's my yeah. question. How do you remember it? It's, it's do you go through really, the course first? Yeah. Um, you have. We normally get to a show on the Wednesday before the weekend, and so you have your trot out, and then you have your, 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 like your vet check, and then you have your dressage, and you then you have a day. You have Friday free because normally, and um, then on Saturday is your marathon. So you have you have a lot of time to walk your hazards in between all that stuff that's going on, but it never seems like enough time. And um, but somehow we get it. Somehow we get it done. I always feel pretty confident going into my marathon. You always walk it with your your navigator. My navigator's Ron, and my mom's navigator is my dad. And um, they. If you get lost, they're always there to help you. Um, the way I think about it is, if if you do need them to help you, it's too late. You're just yeah, you're going so fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, no. but um, actually, in the helmet team, I I did I hit something and I totally missed my next turn and I just kind of um, chose a different path. I took a left loop instead of the path I was planning on taking and. It, it ended up okay. But you just have to know the hazards well enough so that um, you can get to the next gate no matter where you end up. Bus, now, when you, um, when you, your job, to explain what the job of the navigator is. And, and by the way, the navigator is the crazy person that's on the back of the carriage crazy that looks person. like they're going to fall off at any minute. That's that person. Hopefully they're not. <laughs> but uh, that's a big penalty if you fall off. In any case, uh, what what we do, just to talk a little bit more about what Jan Jan was saying about learning the obstacles, you have to know the obstacles really, really well. I mean, you have to be able to close your eyes and go through that hazard or an obstacle. They call them obstacles now. They used to call them hazards. And um, go through that in your mind because if you don't know it well enough, first of all, as a navigator, you have to be proactive in what you're doing. You can't wait until or figure out which way she's going to go. you got to know which way she's going to go. So you're in position because um, you could very quickly turn over, and um, that's certainly we don't want to do anything like that. And I want to be right on top of where she's going. Now, if she makes a mistake or misses a turn, you, both the navigator and the driver need to know the obstacle well enough that she can correct herself without going through a gate backwards or in the wrong sequence. Um, because that, that's a big penalty for that. The, the one thing about this sport is you have to know the rules um, pretty well because you can very quickly make a mistake that costs you the whole event in, in one second by somebody stepping off the carriage at the wrong time. There's just so many rules to know. So um, we walk those obstacles and walk them and walk them, and I'm the worst one at learning. I have to walk them more than anybody else. But uh, Jan Jan picks them up pretty quickly. But it's actually, uh, for instance, at Live Oak, we were driving seven seven obstacles, and uh, it's A through F gate. So there's six gates in each obstacle. So that's 42 gates you got to remember. Wow. Along with, uh, and you've got a couple days to learn. Now the young people seem to be able to do it pretty quickly, but it's a challenge for me. Yeah, uh, we, I'd be snookered. <laughs> One of the things that Ron came up with that uh, we have done from time to time is go out and walk them in the middle of the dark at night. You go walk oh. them in the dark. If you know where the gates are in the dark, you know where they are. Wow, that's a but, wow. Uh, so now that's that does sound like fun though. You know, like coming up it with these fun. strategies and these challenges. They're they're it's like a scavenger hunt or a treasure hunt or. And, and very satisfying, too, when you come up with these, not just completing the course and succeeding that way, but coming up with solutions to problems of this particular sport. Yeah, you know, one horse turns better to the right than the left, and uh, my wife's horse uh, is better in, a, in a, a longer route where he can go faster, and he doesn't have, you don't have a quick rain changes sort of uh, he does better if you can keep him on the same rain and keep him going fast, even in a longer route. So all this works into the route that you pick. And um, 
And then you, you watch and you watch and you all of a sudden at the last minute you see something that none of us saw, you know, for two days of looking at this hazard. Or you, uh, one, of, one of your friends maybe is doing it a different way and gives you another idea. So it's, uh, it's a, it is quite a challenge. And, and you're right. When you talk about walking those hazards, I walked them with uh, one of the grooms for one of the drivers at the World Equestrian Games, and uh, we were out there on course, and everybody was walking at the same time. And I was amazed at the drivers that and, and navigators, the teams, basically, that were helping each other, talking about how they were going to do it through there. And you don't see that too often in competitive sport like this. I, I've never seen it in any other competitive sport where people were so open about what they plan to do and, and honestly want to help people, um, you know, their, their competitive, their, uh, competition to do better. And, um, that's just a wonderful aspect of the sport. That's, that's really fun. Um, so Jay, and the Jay, girls have to walk, go ahead. The girls right. have to learn the cones course as well, which right. is, uh, pretty challenging. They don't have a lot of time to do that. And there's usually 20 gates. Not to mention a dressage um, test. <laughs> so. Yeah, not to mention yeah. the dressage test where <laughs> you've been practicing it for like six months. Now that I'm at this level, I mean, it's the same test forever, right? So I've been practicing it for a year now and you still drive into the ring and there's five European judges and a crowd and you just totally forget where your canter circle is. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, you know, dressage you know, dressage has always been the bane for eventers, uh, and it sounds like it's the same for drivers. It's it's like get through dressage day so we can do the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, dressage it's is important the basis for all of it. No, now, you know, just in driving as much as uh, regular eventing, it's it's the most important phase because you can win on your dressage score. So it's it's uh it it is it is an important phase of it, Jan Jan. So when do you move up? When are you going to be competing with Chester Weber at the at a World Equestrian Games with a foreign hand? <laughs> I am barely surviving with one horse. I don't know how he handles four. I'd love to learn, but I think I'm I'm overwhelmed as it is. <laughs> By the way. Live Oak and this video showed that is one of the most beautiful places ever, huh? Oh, God. I wanted to ride through that course. It was so, it looked like so much fun. It's absolutely gorgeous. He has one of the nicest facilities. I'd say, hey, I'd say the nicest facility in in North America. And um, it's so wonderful and very gracious of him for him to open it up to to the competition every year and allow us just to camp out on his property, never mind compete there. <laughs> now, will you guys be coming to Kentucky at all this year? Um, I have school, which gets in the way of everything. Oh, that darn but, high school um, thing. So probably not. We um, will compete in, in Metamora, Michigan uh, this summer, so we will probably pass through Kentucky on the way up there. Okay. But I don't think we'll be competing there this year. All right, good. Well, we we were plain running out of time. Helena, is there anything else that uh, this has gone by so quickly? It's just like I, I no, I just I would like to add. Do you have um, a website or a Facebook page or a blog or something where we can follow you? Because I am just I'm smitten with with your career here. I think you have such a nice, well rounded grasp on your your life as a driver and i would love to to follow your adventures oh thank you very much um i i don't have any i have my personal facebook page where yeah. but um yeah we don't want to put that out that's have a place where you can follow me really well, um, well, that's an idea for we're you. We're going to fix that, that be here uh, because we'll think about it. we're going to keep, if you don't mind, we're going to keep in touch with you as you come up to competitions and things, and we're going to have you on more often, and we're going to follow you. That sounds great. All Thanks, right. guys. It means a lot. Well, no, we'll definitely do that. And, and you do need to get yourself a little blog or, or something going because I think people are going to be interested. Um, you guys, what a great family. And now we're going to end with finding out, okay, so dad's name is Bust, like the vehicle that you drive school kids in. How did you come up with that nickname, or who called you that first? My parents, when I was a little kid, my dad had the same nickname. Really? Uh, I think it came out of Buster. Uh, that uh, his, uh, mother, his mother gave him. But uh, I actually never had that confirmed. 
but because um, your real name's Milton Milton, right? And that the bus is Milton, not even close. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't even related. But uh, all right, that's a hard one to answer. Then you're married to a woman with the nickname of Nifty. Which can we? Are we allowed to say on the air how she got that name? Yeah. Okay. Jennifer. Just check it. Her name is Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Nif came out of Jennifer, and that's from when she was just a little tiny kid from her family. And she's one out of nine kids, and um, <laughs> that's how that happened. All right. Jan Jan. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. Jan Jan, Jan is, is her real um... name is Janet Ann. Oh, that kind of oh, works then. Oh, uh, oh, that's so pretty. You know what? I feel a reality show coming on here. <laughs> Just around the name. Yeah, well, his... People remember us because of our name. That's for sure. <laughs> Somebody call up Bravo. Let them know about uh, the Hamiltons. <laughs> Well, this is terrific. You guys are so much fun. Thank you for being on with us. We really appreciate it. And as we said, we're going to be keeping an eye on Jan Jan. And and as you go into more competitions, maybe what we can do is have you on, like uh, uh, before your next big competition up there in Michigan, we'll have you on the week before, and then we'll talk to you after as well. Great. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks, guys. That was fun. What a delightful, you know, what a cool family. I know. I wish my family was like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you, not too many people have a whole family they can do their, their passion with. And they're good at it, too. You know, it's not like they're a family full of losers. No, that's right. <laughs> they're all like wicked successful at what they do. That's fabulous. But I just love calling her Jan Jan. I think that's I, cool, too. I know. And Did anybody ever call you Glenn Glenn? No, Glenny Glenn was oh, Glenn. Uh, what Samantha called me on the 2010 show for two years. Well, yeah, I call Grace Gracie Grace sometimes. Do you? Yeah, Gracie Grace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I called her Sammy Sam, and she called me Glenny Glenn. Glenny Glenn. Okay. And, and then, then we have Jan Jan and her yes. dad dad. <laughs> and her dad dad, yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you, when you, everybody take a look at the video. You can go to Facebook or to our website at stablescoop.com, and we'll put the video there in our show notes for this episode so you can watch that video. The other thing that's amazing that we talked about, you know, in this interview was how beautiful uh, Chester Weber's place is where the show is at. Oh, God, I wanted to ride through it. I mean, I know. I, you know, I, I would know. never, ever have the nerve to well, sit behind a horse. What we didn't <laughs> talk about was that Chester Weber's place is 4,500 acres in Ocala. God! It's 7.5 square miles. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. His mother is a direct uh, a descendant of the Campbell Soup Fortune. Um, oh, and she's worth, uh, uh, it was just published actually, uh, recently she's worth a billion too. Um, so they, they are, they have to be one of the top 10 landholders in all of Florida next to Disney, you know, wow. you know, 4,500 acres in Ocala is huge. Anywhere. 4,500 yeah, acres. It is takes huge. you almost 25 minutes to drive on the roads around their property. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, please don't ever sell it. <laughs> My brother lives two miles from there. So they went over to that competition and watched and actually saw Jan Jan go. Um, so he had a blast going to that uh, drive. He thought it was great fun. So Aww. isn't that cool? Well, That's let's take fair. a break. Uh, and then we're going to be back to talk about uh, some other cool things. It is all about color this spring at Equestrian Collections. That's right. Fun colors are all the trend in the spring equestrian apparel lines with pinks, blues, and teals leading the way. Lots of colors and coordinates with leading manufacturers like Iridian, Carrots, Ariat, and Equine Couture, to just name a few. You can find thousands of options for your spring riding wardrobe or casual wardrobe at equestriancollections.com. And don't forget to use the coupon code HORSERADIO, that's HORSERADIO, all one word, in the coupon code section when you check out, and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more at equestriancollections.com. Well, we're back. You know, we have a we have some fun shows coming up. And also, don't forget about Tack and Habit, you know, our Tack and Habit show over there where we talked about, we had a really cool thing you talked about this week with a rescue agency that we highlighted. And, you know, just some really neat stuff that we're doing over there. We have fans writing to us now from, we, we have fans in other parts of the world for Tack and Habit. <laughs> We do, yeah. Guy fans. Guy fans, we yes. We got emails from guys who listen, and I was like, you know, that would be a good show for them to listen to because it's kind of a, you know, it's almost PG-13, 
And, you know, we take it a little bit uh, more to the limit with that show. And yes, it's fun and it's just entertaining. And I can see why guys, horse husbands or horse guys would like that show. Yes, and it's, it's exactly. And they're interested in stuff. I mean, guys like to shop, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Do you, or do they like, like to, to be aware of what their wives are buying, one or the other. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's one of Not mine. Mine doesn't want to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, he says. Yeah, well, and probably rightly so. Yeah. I know you well enough to know that, uh, that it wouldn't matter. So no. he's probably <laughs> just better off not knowing. I, I just think it's kind of funny <laughs> to pretend like it matters. It does. <laughs> I think the audience pretty well knows you by now. I hope so. (laughs) And so we just have some cool shows coming up here. And you want to stay tuned every week to StableScoop.com. That's where we have our show notes. And we're going to put both of the videos, the cow jumping and the uh, helmet cam driving with Jan Jan and Dad Dad. Yeah, you got to watch that video. It's awesome. And you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to StableScoop.com. And we would love for you to follow us there. And we thank all of our sponsors. You know, without our sponsors, we couldn't do these shows. Um, and, and I think we determined that you're not coming down for Rolex this year, right? Unfortunately, I am not coming down for Rolex. Checking. We're going to be, wanted to say, do a little promotion, the Rolex three-day event here in Kentucky at the end of the April. We're going to be doing uh, live Horses in the Morning shows every morning, Thursday through Sunday. We have four special episodes live from Rolex. We'll be doing the fun, silly stuff, the fun, silly side of Rolex. And then Chris will be doing the eventing radio show every evening uh, live. Uh, So you'll be able to get three hours of programming from the Horse Radio Network alone about Rolex uh, every day during Rolex, all four days. So you're going to end it, by the way, yes, a three-day event lasts four days. That's, that's the way it works. Yeah, there's the jog. <laughs> well, no, actually, there's two days of dressage. Oh, really? Two days being, of dressage, one day of uh, cross country, and then a day of show jumping. So, Why does dressage need two days? Because it takes the tests are longer, uh, so it takes a while to get through them all. And that's that's why. And they they won't run two arenas out of uh, a big event like that because they pack the stadium. So oh yeah, okay. So that all right. it's all about selling tickets. Did they do? But did they do um, two days of dressage last year? Yes. Yep. It's two days okay. of dressage every year, and also NBC Sports is going to feature a live telecast uh, of, of uh, some of the Rolex. I think on Sunday uh, for the show jumping finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to feature, it's going to be live on NBC from 2 to 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Live on NBC, okay. Yep. So you'll be able to see the finals that day as well. So that's kind of cool, too. That's very cool. I, anytime we get horse sports on mainstream TV, I'm happy. Yep, yep. And of course, you can get, you know, you, you get the rest of your coverage about Rolex from us. Yay! All right, Helena, I think that's, uh, I'm about out of steam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you. That to, is. Thank you, our title sponsor, Omega Alpha. Thank you to Uncle Jimmy's and Equestrian Collections. And uh, I think that's it for this week, Alina. That is, and it's plenty, but we will be back next week with a whole lot more.